0: Hi, and welcome to White Hat versus Black Hat SEO Show. My name is Josh Bashinski. Josh, Conan O'Brien haircut Bashinski. And uh, today I have on the call a whole bunch of people. I've got two of mega Black Hats with me today. Our Black Hat co-host, Clint Butler. Say hi there, Clint. He's waving. Hi. Looks like he's outside. He's maxing and relaxing. Looks like that looks pretty good. I am. Are you outside your house? Or are you, are you Are you vacationing or what's going on? Uh outside the
1: house. This is my, my view. It's not horrible.
0: Cool. Looks nice. Looks nice. Looks like a nice blue sky. No rain in sight.
1: Yeah, that's the best part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's nice and rare for us people in the Pacific Northwest. No rain. And we have with us Holly, mega black hat extraordinaire. Holly, if you're there, say hi.
1: Hey, man. What's up?
0: Not much. I am just getting over a cold. That's why my voice is a little nasally sounding, maybe.
2: I hear you.
0: And, uh, yeah, we had this stupid cold going around. And also, we have a guest with us, Mark, who's going to ask us a question a little bit later. Uh, He wanted to ask about keyword density, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. But as we always start off the show with what's new in SEO. And so I've been uh, playing with Google a little bit. I've been bugging them. Kind of a philosophical question that I'll share with you guys that I asked them. Uh, Let me share my Twitter screen here. So as you can see here, I was getting a little lippy with Google. I, I do this. you know. Uh, they, they answer me for some reason. I'm not really sure why. And so I said, hey, John Mueller, if Google truly wanted to give the right answer, uh, let me it as big as so you can see it. If Google truly wanted to give the right answer to, to questions and provide truth checking in their algorithms, which they're trying to do, by the way. They're trying to uh, write algorithms that'll do truth checking so they can weed uh, out what's called fake news. They would need uh, drop down so people can select their version of truth. For example, is your paradigm of truth, is your personal truth scientific truth? Is your personal truth Western moral norms? Is your personal truth a religious truth, such as the Muslim truth or the Catholic truth or any of these different kinds of truth, a feminist truth? All these different kinds of truths that people talk about. And I'm not saying I subscribe to any of these truths or none of them or that there is such a thing as subjective truths. All I'm saying is that Google needs to kind of make it clear what their biases are in that matter. And I said, I'm half joking, but I'm I'm being half serious. It's a serious question. What epistemic framework you as a public utility chooses your model. Is it not to avoid your implicit bias? I say right now you're inferring this, the searchers truth preference from their past searches that would say that'd be their biases fed back to them surreptitiously. That's what Facebook just got in trouble for with this election uh, hoopla and Google got in trouble a bit as well. But of course they dodged that bullet very quickly. So I'm saying right now you're inferring what their truth preference is from their past searches, which would be their private settings fed back to them surreptitiously as modified by your biases. That is say Google's biases, again, fed to the searchers surreptitiously. That truth paradigm you choose is a serious question. It should not be implicit. And so Paul Haar, uh, one of the head Google engineers, he responded, he said lots in this, but of course we don't claim truth. I find that very interesting that Google, is giving you the right answer, but the right answer is not the truthful one. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> kind of weird that he said that.
1: Truth is subjective.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that's the problem, isn't it? He says, we too aspire to provide good information and we explain a lot about what we mean by that in our radar guidelines, notably section three and what the page quality means with details in the following sections. And he gives me a link. I thought that was kind of cool he actually responded. He says, we definitely do have a bias towards, for example, what you call scientific truth. I thought wow you admitted that too that's another pretty impressive thing that you admitted that google has a bias towards scientific truth at least he admitted it i thought that was pretty impressive and uh, then he, again he links to the uh, quater, uh the raiders guideline and so not being able to leave well enough alone i responded i said thanks for responding slash admitting it but is that the right thing to do <laughs> i put right in quotes of course because that's their new company motto Even though they're trying to get rid of that motto, uh, it used to be don't be evil, and then they changed it to do the right thing, and now they took that apparently out of their handbook, and now it's just at the very end of their handbook uh, to try and do the right thing. So I said, thanks for responding and admitting it, but is that the right thing to do? One, having a bias, and two, being the scientific one, given that not everyone does. It doesn't matter that I agree with almost every decision the benevolent dictator makes, The danger isn't being a dictatorship. Uh, So what I mean by that is that, yeah, I would probably agree. I would, I would, of course, you guys know me. I would probably, you could probably guess that I would lead, I would, uh, I would uh, tend more towards scientific truth as well, uh, AKA known as objective truth, AKA known as the real truth, (laughs) you know, facts, these kinds of things. I'm not most of a, I'm not much of a postmodernist. But the problem is that they're not just serving me. they're serving the entire world, and a whole bunch of the world thinks there's different kinds of truths and thinks that uh, that's important and probably would want their information search to be based on their version of it or or maybe instead of a drop down that should be a checkbox, like, yeah, I want scientific truth, plus, I want you to for my moral truths, I want you to use, uh, Catholicism, and I, you know, like you could, you could literally have a, a drop-down. And for my sexual mores, I'd like, uh, you know, polytheism, or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, right? <laughs> I said, but so my point is, is that it doesn't matter that I d- I'm agreeing with you here, Paul. I, I would, I would tend towards scientific truth too. The problem is that uh, it doesn't. Uh, the problem with a benevolent dictator is that it's a dictatorship, right? And he's responded, and he said, "It's the decision we've made." I'm like, okay, <laughs> again, thanks for admitting it. We need to be able to describe what good search results are. Those decisions are reflected in our product. Ultimately, someone who disagrees with our principles may want a different product. There may be a market niche for them. (laughs) So that, of course, is Google's tired old uh, response that, well, we're a private search engine and we're allowed to do whatever we want, uh, which, of course, I would take issue with and I have in my documentary, which which, uh, a lot of things are happening with my documentary right now uh it's gonna be somewhere really soon uh in fact i'll tell you i was all ready to to start doing a soft launch on you on on uh, on itunes uh in certain countries only because i want to try and sneak it out there and and let it get popular first before google sues the hell out of me or whatever they're gonna do uh but just uh, a couple days ago someone called me and wants to buy it and so i'm like oh stop everything pull pull the plug on itunes and now i might sell the documentary so we'll see so this is the ongoing saga of that but anyway in my documentary and in my TEDx talk about Google I talk about how I don't think that answer that he gave me is a good one because they're really in my opinion they're really a public utility at this point uh, it's it's the search utility of the internet it's the control F of the internet that doesn't get to be private it, it you know electricity doesn't get to be private or it's, at least it's government regulated it needs to be government regulated or publicly controlled one or the other in my opinion but we don't have to debate that on the show I just want to show you what was new in my neck of the woods. And I'm again arguing with Google, and that's what's going on with me. What's going on with you guys? You guys have an opinion about that or do you want to talk about something else? It's up to you.
1: You know, I think those guys they're kind of in a dan if you do, dan if you don't situation, especially on that fake news topic. Yeah. Um I Kinda of like that they're going and trying to find the scientific facts because, you know, basic of scientific models. And, you know, everyone can judge what the version of the right science is later down the road. But I my issue is everyone knows that those search raters are over in third world countries making, you know, pennies on a dollar to mm-hmm. judge websites. And how is a guy or gal in India supposed to tell me as American what is fake news in America. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they can do it. I think it's you know Yeah, you know, I, I think honestly if we're gonna make Google provide that quality that they should have US reviewers searching and reviewing US websites. They should have Indian reviewers reviewing Indian websites and people in Pakistan should review the Pakistani websites. Um and that's the only way to actually, in my, my opinion, to, to knock that out properly.
0: It's kind of interesting uh, that America is in danger of having their political process subverted by a third world country, Russia. So they hire another third world country, India.
1: To, to validate <laughs>
0: what is American culture?
1: Because,
0: yeah. of course, truth is often tied to culture in the postmodern sense. And so, what Americans think is fake news or not is is being set by Russia and and determined by India. <laughs> what this, <Yeah. laughs> this doesn't seem to make much sense at all. Well, I mean, I deny is- the whole postmodern sense of truth anyway. But ignoring that, it's weird that the it's like the, it's like this weird what what is going on here? I, oh, this is this is kind of funny. I, I that's well, blowing my mind. All right,
1: Americans that a bunch of people can put out some fake blog posts and Americans are supposedly. You know, you could be a little bit of loser angst, but saying that people are so dumb that they believe these 165 ads or whatever was put out or 165 accounts uh, and that influenced the presidential election. So to me, I think the the Russian thing is is kind of a smokescreen so the politicians don't have to go, hey, Americans, you guys are dumb and you voted for this dude. (laughs) (laughs)
0: don't worry the rest of the world is saying that
1: (laughs) exactly so why don't you know just go ahead and and say it for what it is you're gullible you follow the media this should just prove to show you that you know your resources of news are not you know facebook i I
0: agree and this is the last philosophical point i'll make before we move on to seo that ultimately no matter how you try and make the systems police truth that's a very dangerous thing to do. Google should not be policing the truth in any way, shape, or form because they have their biases, and he just admitted it, like, point blank. Yes, we have our biases. Here they are. It's in our 3.2 of our guidelines. Like So <laughs> at least they admitted it, right? I don't
1: think they have to, really. they got to yeah. fill out the guidelines. So, you know, from a black hat perspective, you know, I, I read um, – there's a great book. I forget the, the title is just off the head of off me right now, but they're basically – marketers have been using that fake news model Mm -hmm. and manipulating the press for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. Uh, I say, do
2: it.
0: I mean, that's (laughs) the other thing that's really interesting about this is that essentially SEO destroyed the American election. It was essentially (laughs) internet marketers who in Russia who are very good at at black hat SEO. It's essentially black hats... Using SEO and internet marketing tactics, who changed the election and changed everyone's opinions and made everyone so divisive and, and inflamed the left and inflamed the right?
1: Well, you know, Obama was popular, but Obama used social media. He was the first president mm-hmm. to leverage social media to win an election. Of course, of course, and then he did. Trump, like, hey, you know, Trump and all his marketers. The dude's a marketing genius, in my opinion. He's got everyone playing a fiddle. You either hate him or like him, but you're going to have a position on him. So that's all he cares <laughs> about. You know him <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> So, to me, I, I think it's just, you know, it's kind of all horsewash bull bullcrap. So, i say learn from what Trump did. Learn from what Obama did and how to leverage that. And learn from what those Russian guys did. That's, you know, you're going to make money. You're going to make traffic. And if you want to be elected, just run some Facebook ads and you know, make some bullcrap up about you. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to do it because people are just gullible enough to follow it.
0: More or less. But I agree with what you said. that it Ultimately, it comes down to an educational problem. Mm-hmm. That everybody has to be smart enough to know how to check their own facts before they form an opinion. And this, I don't know about the U.S. I'm guessing the U.S. too. But in Canada, they're teaching that less and less. And, and I think that uh, that's the problem is that we're just dumb. We're just lazy and dumb. We well, just believe anything
1: we're told. We're just as a, as a- as a creature, we're just, you know, we're looked at, you know, you're a white hat guy, so you're going to look for white hat things to support your white hat philosophies. And if someone says, hey, no, let's do this with black hat, you obviously might be a little bit of an exception because you came out of a black hat background, but... You're gonna be less inclined no bull. <laughs> you're gonna be less inclined to follow or agree with the black hat opinion because you're already set in, in stone. I'm gonna do white hat. It's the same with politics, same with any other topic. You're gonna to look for stuff that supports your narrative. And if you hate Trump, then you're gonna find a whole bunch of blogs about hate Trump. Yes, look how red I am. I'm not gonna go look at the other ones, the counter arguments. Right, or even take them seriously. So.
0: Didn't it used to be a law in the States that if you had a left-wing perspective, you had to have a right-wing perspective after it?
1: Um, not that I know.
0: I thought, like, way back in the 50s or 60s, I thought that was a law for news pieces that they had to have uh, two posing views. Anyway, if it wasn't, it should be. That's a pretty good law, I think, to have.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably in that campaign finance reform crap that we've been trying to... That, you know, McCain... That dude's going to die, unfortunately, for brain tumor before he gets his campaign finance reforms that he's been uh, you know, running on for the last 10-15 years. Um, I think it's just, just going to get worse. Uh, and we're going to see more of these clowns and we're going to see how easy it is to manipulate the media and get them to talk about you and that's all that Trump was successful. He, he did it. He, he was like, I'm not going to win against Hillary. So what do I do to get people talking about me? And then he turned on the racist rhetoric, turned on the sexist rhetoric. <laughs> right. He yeah. pisses people off every day on Twitter, and everyone just eats it up. Like, you know, it's just, you know, it just makes me laugh as a marketer. He's just playing them like a fiddle. Yes,
0: it's perfect. It's 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 <laughs> ge- it's genius marketing. Yep. It's genius marketing. Okay, so let's move on. So um, is there anything new going on in the Black Hat world, guys? Or anything uh, new you want to talk about, or we want to go right to questions? So today, guys, before the Black Hats answer here, I just want to say we're going to be answering uh, SEO questions today. If you have any SEO questions, if you're watching live on YouTube, please ask them in the chat. You should see the chat on the top right-hand side. And if you can ask a question with some asterisks, that would be good because then I can see them with my giant Coke bottle glasses here that I can't read. Uh, it's hard for me to see. Uh, I see you asking some questions here. Great. So, you guys have any new Black Hat stuff, or should we move right to questions here? I just go
1: to questions. Does Holly have anything?
0: All right, let's do it. So, Mark here joined from the SEO Intelligence Agency, mm-hmm. the SIA Skype group. I posted, uh, as I always do, because I'm a member there and I'm my own White Hat group uh, versus Black Hat group. I, I post the URL to join. If you ever want to join the show live, join my Skype group, and then you can join the show live. And he was asking about uh, keyword density. And uh, Mark, do you uh, if you have a microphone? Do you want to ask your question now? Go ahead.
2: Yeah. So basically, um, I'm I'm sort of aware that there's a, a, a limit on keyword density after which, if you go over that, there's kind of you start to get penalized. Um, so I kind of had two questions. Like, first is how do you actually define what keyword density is? You know, does it include the header, the footer? Like, what's what's in scope for the total and what's not? And then. Second is, what is the number that you should be aiming for? Um.
0: That's a great question. Um, We've done a lot of testing about that. Uh, SIA has done a lot of testing into that, Kyle from SIA, and also uh, my testing group in White Hat versus Black Hat has done a lot of testing into that. And the answer is rather surprising. Um, I'm going to give you two answers. And the first answer is the easy one where you don't have to sign up for a service. The easy way to do it is uh, the keyword density that I'm talking about in both models is the document object model keyword density. So for the most part, it's just what you see on the screen that is rendered. For the most part, you can include the image alt attributes if you want, but for the most part, it's it's the stuff you see. Now, uh, what you need to do is if your keyword density, uh, you need to well, you still need a service. Sorry, there's there's two services. Well, it's it's service light and service big. Um, uh, you need to download SerpWorks. I'll type that in, that's S-E-R-P-W-O-R-X. And that is a SERP overlay that gives you the average keyword density of everybody on page one. You just move your mouse over and you'll be able to see the average keyword density. Again, for people listening in the podcast and on YouTube, that is SERPworks, S-E-R-P-W-O-R-X. And that's a great SERP overlay. And then, so let's say everybody on the SERP on average is at 0.2% keyword density for the search, which is what you want to rank for then you wanna be at 0.3 to 0.39. You do not wanna exceed 0.4. You do not wanna be 100% more than what they are. If they're at 0.5, you wanna be at 0.99 or 0.9, not 120% because that would be too much, right? Uh, So you don't wanna go double. Uh, So let's say if they mention the keyword 10 times, you wanna mention it 18 times, 15 to 18 times, no more than that because 20 would be double, that'd be too much. 25, if they were all at 10, would be way too much, you'd be over-optimized. That's the territory we'd start to see drops. Now, that's the first answer, that's the easier answer. The harder answer is that actually the science of the way Google's doing keyword density is actually much more complex, surprisingly so. And it's in, both, in two ways, one, the keyword spots that they're checking for keywords in them, and two, the variance of what you need to have in these spots. So Kyle has done a whole lot of testing in this, and he has actually um, found that, that Google tracks each keyword spot separately and compares you separately in each keyword spot to all the other pages and their keyword spots. So the key, what are the keyword spots? The keyword spots are the URL, the meta title, any, any H1 or H2, any, any heading uh, tags, bold tags, unordered lists, I've also discovered that it is a div id attributes. It is uh, name attributes. Uh, it includes not title attributes. It does not include class attributes. And so some of these inside the HTML, and some of these are in the rendered DOM. Um, technically, these are all in the in the document object model. There's properties of objects, really. Technically, so the same. It's the same answer. It's it's always the document object model uh, um, uh, content that Google is using, but it's certain select properties like the class property would be in there too, but they're not using it. So it's only select places they're using and they're comparing your title versus their title, how many keywords and how many keyword variations. So that's how complex it is. So it's keyword spots compared to all the pages for keywords and keyword uh, variations. So partial match or synonyms as well. And you need again to be around the same as everybody else, if not slightly higher. And that includes the length of the page. That includes the keyword spots. Uh, and so, and that's really hard to do manually. And so to do that, we use a tool. It's Kyle's tool. I'll give it to you guys here. I'll put it in the chat. It's, I've said, it, I mentioned it before. It's page uh, Optimizer uh, dot Pro. and to get five free credits in the system, just use the coupon code Josh5. We get five free credits in the system. So uh, Mark, because you're here, I'll type that in. It's page optimizer.pro. Yeah, I think I typed it right. Again, you can use Josh five five free free credits in that system. And the tool is a little complex to use, but it's it's kind of for me, it's kind of refreshing and it's kind of it's super awesome. Like Kyle's done that. He's researched all that. He's proven all this scientifically, and he's got a tool now to do it. And I've had—I could show you—I have screenshots and screenshots of successes using this thing. So I won't—I won't bore you guys again with that, unless you unless you ask me to. Uh, I've got screenshots and screenshots of how things have gotten better using it. One time it got worse because uh, we over-optimized. We went—we uh, went too much over, and we literally, because uh, what uh, what a page actually does is it ranks for what Kyle likes to call keyword clusters. I like to call keyword families, just like on AdWords. There's keyword families and Google's going to choose you to rank for keyword families that kind of have like an exact match keyword in the middle and then a bunch of synonyms around it. And Google's going to have you ranking for this keyword family or it's going to have you ranking for this keyword family or this keyword family. So we were trying to optimize for this keyword family and, but unfortunately we over optimized for it and, and, and properly optimized for another keyword family. So we started ranking number one for these keywords and not these keywords. The problem is that these keywords had the better impressions and the better buying intent, and they started ranking higher for these keywords with less impressions. So, so the rankings more or less stayed the same, but it was the wrong keyword family. I didn't want to rank for this one. I want to rank for this one because I had more impressions, better CTR, better purchases. So I had to go, oops, sorry, and we had to change it back. And it's on page changes, so it changed back, no problem. So, sorry, that's a very long, complex answer to what you thought maybe was probably a very simple question. But uh, I like it because this is this is the meat, this is the nuts, this is the nuts and bolts, this is the meat and potatoes of SEO, and it's it's robust and it uh, is not easy to do, and it's a good service you can provide for people.
2: Yeah, that's really interesting. Thanks very much for that. My eyes have definitely been been opened. Um, (laughs) I was expecting you come back with like a a number, four percent or something, (laughs) but this uh, this gives me a lot to work on. Uh, Another question: the Page Optimizer Pro. Um, how sort of scalable is that? I mean, are, are you able to, to run this against, you know, a thousand pages and, 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 and optimize them that way or. It's no, yeah. if
0: you wanted a more powerful tool like that, you'd have to use something called Cora Cora is a much more robust tool that Ted Kabytis who sometimes on the show Bill. um, really page optimizer pro is used for like five to 10, uh, competitors that you manually
2: choose. I see. Okay. How do you spell that other one? Cora? Cora?
0: Cora. Cora is uh, here. If you want Cora, I'll put the link in to get a 25% discount on Cora. It's in the chat. It's bit.ly slash get-cora. dash And I will put that in the chat here. Get 25% off Cora. Ted is going to be releasing the new version of Cora very shortly. And so it's going to be super exciting. And I keep telling Kyle and Ted that they need all these new uh keyword spots that are that are being washed by google that i'm finding through my experiments my my uh, single variable experiments i keep telling them you need to put that in the tool but i don't, I don't know if they're listening to me uh, nobody listens to me um everyone in their right mind knows not to listen to anything josh says okay so moving on to the questions uh let's let's try to move on here and, and get all these questions answered Stephen Hawkman asks i have a page with 23 tips on xyz I, or xyz for you americans I Updated it to have 34 tips. The URL is 23 tips XYZ if I change it to tips XYZ and create redirect will it impact rankings? Should I leave the URL alone? My answer is yes It's going to impact rankings. It could possibly lose rankings for that page and that could last a day. It could last a few months uh, It probably will move over fine, but um, You probably you kind of have to change it because you're kind of lying to the user and they might get a little pissed off But I doubt it. I don't know Clint. What do you think about that?
1: I'm leery of changing URLs unless you absolutely have to um, However, once you do it if you set up the redirect, right? It'll come back It's just gonna scare the hell out of you because it'll disappear for you know a month and then it'll come back to where it was so you just gotta be cognizant of that, and if you're doing it to clients, like give them a heads up. Let them know that that's you know because they're gonna freak out. I can tell you from experience. They will <laughs> they will freak out when it happens. So give them the heads up. Let them know it's gonna bounce a little bit, but everything will be all right in the at the end. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, I agree completely. I wouldn't change the URL, but now that you change the tips, could could you make it the same number of tips? You don't have to change it. How about that?
1: I would I would leave it. Even if you're changing it, if you're doing the con- changing the content and changing the URL, then you're gonna have to wait for the redirect power to see where it lands, and then mm. you're gonna re-optimize it. And That's- then
0: they have to reprocess it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh,
0: so, I, sorry, Stephen, we're not much help there. Um, I, I probably wouldn't change it. Um, uh, I would. I would say 23 tips, and then, then uh, and somewhere in the page, I would say bonus. Nine tips
1: yep that's an idea
0: and then uh bonus eleven tips or bonus nine tips bonus, bonus eleven tips
1: bonus, however or update we updated this on, and then you can change your date on your uh on your posts and get yeah. the business algorithm out of it
0: yeah exactly then you get then you hit the q d f so that that's great that way.
1: Brian Dean does that with all of his posts, I think he's got what fifteen twenty posts on his site, and all he does is every year he just re the the same piece of content so that's what I would do. I'll go look at Brian Dean's blog, see how he's doing it, and do it the same way.
0: Yeah, you can definitely do it that way. Uh, the firm in UK asked, does Google penalize affiliate links in the first few paragraphs? What do you think, Clint? I know what my opinion is, but. No, I think
1: I've always been of the sound that if I'm going to have an affiliate link, I'll use pretty links and use the domain. Uh, unless I'm sending it to someplace like Amazon, which is kind of trusted. But if you're going to send it to Clickbank and Commission Junction and all that crap, I, I use Pretty Links. And then I don't have to worry about that. Mm. Uh, knowing their history, AdWords, they built AdWords off the back of affiliates and now they hate affiliates. It's pretty much the same with SEO. They built a search engine off the back of affiliates and now they hate affiliates. So they're going to smash those things. So why take the risk and just get Pretty Links and click them?
0: True. Um- I Haven't tested it yet. Uh, I, I Can't remember if we tested affiliate links. I Think we did test it and I don't think it had an effect.
1: I don't think that it would I think honestly it just kind of looks you, you stand out more as an SEO blog, especially in the affiliate market um, So it's, it's just a little bit easier. It's cleaner people are looking at your links. They're gonna land on these landing pages They kind of trust you uh, especially when you keep it cloaked um, so that they see your original domain in there um, it's, it's, I think it's kind of le- along the lines of linking to Wikipedia to, to judge authority uh, We just we saw what happened in that test. So why risk it? Why wait for them to change the rules? I smoking and, if uh, you're and you're using pretty links you can change your affiliate links in the background and not have to worry about messing with all your content
0: true, yeah uh, so I mean it's uh I don't think it showed in testing that it had a problem, but at the same time, I don't trust Google and our testing is not, you know our testing is not uh, uh, comp- super comprehensive, right? It's just it's just a test on a, on one site. Maybe Google didn't uh, give us a penalty on one page for for uh, one affiliate link. But maybe if you had a whole bunch on your site, maybe they would start dealing you quality problems or something, or like you're like one check mark against you. So you could just use, you could just uh, avoid the problem and use uh, uh, pretty links, as as, uh, as my esteemed Black Hat co-host had mentioned.
1: Pretty links and or no follow, and just stay out of trouble.
0: Uh, let me see, James Brigstown says lol, He almost said YouTube. Yes, I almost said YouTube, <laughs> but no, I wasn't gonna distribute my documentary on YouTube. That would have been silly. <laughs> it would have been taken down in about a second. No, I'm trying to actually get money for it. I was going to put it for rental or purchase on, on iTunes. But as I said, some guy just called me from New York and he, he's thinking about buying it. So wish me luck. We'll see. I'll see if he works for Google. I just want to buy it and then cap it and no one ever talks about it. Which, and we'll see if, if I'm okay with that <laughs> at this point. <laughs> no, no, I want, I, the story has to get out. The story is important. All right, Doodle Digital Marketing says, if I add text to page with content reveal, questions with answers hidden, click to see text, so like a, like a hidden div with a tab, does Google see the hidden text? I want to add thousands of words, but keep landing page looking good. The answer is yes, Google sees that text, and yes, they use it for ranking. Uh, we don't know about links that are hidden, how much juice they pass, but Kyle has tested uh, hidden text in the page, and you can get it ranking for that hidden text. Ever since the mobile-first indexing came out, they're reading the entire page and ranking you based on what they find. And so also, I would be very careful adding thousands of words to your landing page. You could very easily go over threshold. You can go over threshold for content. If all the other content ranking on page one had around 500 words, and you have 10,000, you are probably going to get a detriment. So, uh, I, uh, so that is something that Kyle was able to prove empirically. So I would be very careful why you want to add all this content, and I would be careful with that. Liza Lisa Pavlova, she asks, with a thick Russian accent, I don't know if you're Russian. Sorry, I just just sound Russian to me. Can I link from same sharing hosting sites to each other? I have three sites in same hosting package and get the benefits of do follow links. Thanks. Can I link from the same sharing hosting sites to each other? I have three sites in the same hosting package uh yes yes of course you could you could do that um i don't I, I, there's no problem with that what do you think clint i don't see a problem with that well
1: it's only three sites it's, you're linking them together there's you know people buy have have multiple sites and they do that there's corporations that do it and dominate in google so i think you're okay <coughs> you don't want to make three you know, a bunch of PBNs and put them on the same hosting. But if you're three legitimate money sites and they're all part of the same brand, then go for it.
0: Yeah, go ahead. It's not going to really help you much either, but I don't see a problem with it.
1: It could It'd pass a juice flow. I'd find my two weakest sites, link those together, and then link them to that one good site and leave it like that. That's what I would do.
0: There you go. Then you start generating some power. But I don't see a problem with it. You, have a, you you didn't even do it, right? It's your hosting package doing it. That's, that's what I'm reading into the question. So yeah, start backlinking up those other pages as microsites. And you have your little you have a, self, a a semi-justifiable PBN on your hands. OK, let's see if there's any other questions going on here. Uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan Pierce is here. Hey, Jordan, thanks for uh, joining and uh, talking in the chat there. Uh, Joel Navarez says, page optimizer pro is a bit difficult to read. Uh, I agree. Um, And uh, Clint says he wants to get Kyle on the show to talk. uh, talk, uh, Yeah, (laughs) Clint makes a joke here that, uh, yeah, Kyle travels a lot. (laughs) He's always always somewhere presenting at some conference. He's literally, like, he's gone on the show. He's been in Milan. He's been in in Spain. He's been in all these different places. And I'm like, do you ever go home? Like, do you have a home? Like, what's going on? So uh, he can't he couldn't give me a firm date on the conference in August that I'm that I'm throwing uh, Because he's gonna be somewhere else and going on. So uh, I have a I have a announcement. I'll probably make about the conference uh, later on But uh, but yeah, I I do so talking about page optimizer pro Again, it's really good. It's a really good tool uh, For doing your page optimization. I, I can totally recommend it. But here's the issue is I've had some writers of my own on my team They've had trouble using it because it does require a little bit of thinking. You have got to kind of know what the exact match keyword is, what some good variations are, some good partial match of that is, uh, what makes sense. you have to kind of look at the look at the um, you have to look at the serp. Hey, well here, let me show you. So you need to look at the serp here and uh, let's say I want to do. What's a keyword there, uh, Clint? What's a, what's a nice family-friendly keyword I could, I could try and optimize for?
1: Just do city web design.
0: I could do web design <clears throat> courses. How about that one? That's a good one, web design courses. OK, so let's say I wanted to optimize for web design courses. What I need to do here is, uh, here's what SERPworks would look like. Just kind of talked about it. For those of you who have never seen SERPworks before, so it's a nice little tool. You can, uh, don't suck at design. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's awesome.
0: <laughs> that's, that's the first rule. Don't suck at it.
1: Don't suck at design. That,
0: that's a pretty good rule of life. If you wanna be a, a plumber, don't suck at plumbing. <laughs> if you wanna be a designer, don't suck at being a designer.
1: I bet you they get good CTR through that. I bet you they do. <laughs> uh,
0: so so here's what the nice thing about Serpworks is that he averages it all out. So if you just wanna know what average, how what it would take to rank there, the average page authority is 46. <laughs> Average trust flow is uh, 53. Uh, average uh, keyword density is 0.05%. So going by the uh, the model, the first model I gave Mark, you wouldn't want to be any higher than 0.9% uh, keyword density, not very high at all. And that's the other reason why it's so good to be optimizing for on-page stuff these days is because nobody, everyone's f- forgotten about it. Everyone's forgotten about on-page and keyword density and just think are just thinking about oh google says it doesn't matter anymore So i'm just gonna try and make a quality site Well, you, you do need to make a quality site But let me tell you the secret that keyword density still matters like a son of a bitch So that's what SERPWorks will give you but forget serp for now So let's say I was using kyle's page optimizer pro tool and I had to go in here now What is the you have to you have to know searches a bit like what is the does what is the the, um, what is the, the intent for this query? This search query is, is uh, out of the tier of Google searches. No, no queries, no do queries and do queries. Where would you put this, Clint? Web design courses.
1: Uh, that would be more of a no. I'm still shopping. You know, I'm looking around to see what out, what's out there.
0: Right. Of, area,
1: I call that an informational search. term.
0: Right. It's more of an informational search. And it could be a little bit going into the do. They, could, they, they might almost be ready to buy. They might want a list of web design courses to, to, to sign up for one. But they're probably still It's like 80% no, maybe 20% do. <clears throat> so what you need to do is you need to say, OK, here's um, you know, let's say this was my page here. Let's say I was Linda, and this was my page here. Tutorials on Linda. Or by Linda what do I mean the tutorials are on Linda they're written on her skin like what I gotta click here sorry now I gotta find out what this is you know what Linda is, what is <laughs> apparently not <laughs> right there <laughs> oh it's a, some kind of library thing okay I get it
1: That's okay it. it's a full training course library set is owned by LinkedIn so if you have a premium account you get access to the entire thing
0: oh I see I thought it was some 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 chick some chick Linda was given a web design tutorials so um you need to see, you know, and this, and so, so Kyle's tool would read the H1, it would read the text, it would read all the special spots, it would read all these course names here, which are probably H3s or something, which might therefore be over optimized. And that's what we find quite often stuff is way over optimized that you didn't know about. And so, you gotta think, okay, if this is the kind of page, if it's gonna be a list of courses, then when you go back here, you're gonna be like, okay, it's the list of courses that I'm competing with. So, web for web design courses. So you're not going to choose the ads. You're going to ignore the ads. All these ones here, you're going to ignore, and you're going to go okay. You're going to choose this one as a competitor. You're going to choose this web design list course as a competitor. You're going to choose this web design list as a competitor. Um, you know, and all these ones that are the same as this one. So it's an apples to apples comparison. Because what happens sometimes is, like, for example, if I were to do like blue shirts. And you're getting well this is a maybe a bad example oh that, that's not a good image to have sh- uh, showing up
1: but well, how, how is that even relevant Wikipedia
0: <laughs> yeah it's more fake news yeah look at this <laughs> there's Nazi salutes what is going on here there's more <laughs> fake news there's more Russians that I can't believe we had this oh the blue oh the blue shirts were some kind of fascism group in Ireland or something that's why it's coming up
1: oh
0: oh weird. Okay, so it wasn't it wasn't the Russian's fault. It's the Irish fault this time, I guess, or something. But um, so you'd have to choose what was appropriate. Like, like if you want a, a product page with blue shirts, then you shouldn't be choosing this Wikipedia page, right? I wouldn't yeah. even choose that. <laughs> Probably because it doesn't make any sense. I, I chose a bad example. Yeah. So let's do uh, plaid. I you spell plaid plaid shirts like that. Yeah, plaid shirts for men. Okay. Oh So this is clearly a list of plaid shirts. This is clearly a list of plaid shirts. This is clearly a list of plaid shirts That's the kind of if that's the page you have that's the kind of competition you want to choose You would not want to choose what they do sometimes is they put up um, They m- sometimes put up a YouTube here or sometimes they'll put up an Amazon here or sometimes they'll put up a uh, You know something that is our Wikipedia sometimes they'll put up something that is clearly not Uh, it's query deserves diversity and they don't know what you want. So there's throwing up stuff there and you don't want to use those as competitors in Kyle's page optimizer pro tool. So that's what I'm saying is that the tool is powerful, just like core is powerful and you pretty much only, and and they're, they're pretty, they're, they're making it more idiot proof as, as as they go along, but they are pretty much, um, only uh, as good as the tool as a user. So you got to try to use those, those tools carefully. And if you do, you get super good results. You get you get crazy results. I've gotten crazy results. I've already shown I've already humble bragged about all the results, so I'm not gonna do it anymore. So uh, Butch and Holly. I see Butch is here and Holly is here. Holly, you haven't said much yet. Butch, you haven't said anything. How you doing? Okay, how you doing?
3: I had you on mute because I'm I'm at in my office, whatever, but I also do outside SEO stuff. So oh,
0: not a problem, Butch. Thanks for joining. Do you have an SEO yeah. question today?
3: Um do you you have a specific tool that you think is better than any other. I, I know, you know, trying to find keyword density percentage can be a little tricky because it depends on how, what things are you looking at and not looking at. But is there is there like one tool that you would say is better than than the others if you wanted to look at your density?
0: Yeah. I'm, again, I just use Page Optimizer Pro. Yeah.
1: I'll,
0: I just. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: There's Page Optimizer Pro that he talked about and, and SerpWorks that he talked about, and you just kind of know what they're looking at. Okay. Um, but my suggestion is kind of do what I do. I don't use Serpworks because I know they're looking at the DOM. I want to know what's in the content. Okay. I the content. So I, I find a tool that's just going to give me the counts out of that the content body uh, versus yeah. what like, Serpworks does with the DOM. Because you see how low Serpworks shows it, but if you go over there and actually do the math and do the counts, you know that that's not, not right. Gotcha. Uh, and I think... Like what Josh was talking about, where Google's checking these different parts, I think the body of the content is probably where the priority is at. Uh, so that's what I follow, and it works for me. So, um, Okay. And you can just bring up any. I think hat, Certbook has a really good one. There's another site called technicalseo.com. They have one that does the body of the content, too. Um, you just got to pick your poison and which one you want to follow. Are we a little... <coughs> Because uh, I put sites in Kyle's tool where it told me I needed 5,000 words just because one site had 10,000 and it screwed everything up. So yeah, go ahead and you got to look at that and, and just kind of apply some common sense. Obviously, get rid of the outliers based on that common sense. And you're just making really, at that point, a nice educated guess. And if
3: I remember from Kyle's on-page uh, thing through SIA, um, it doesn't really set like a a, a specific density across the board, he does it more like based on the competition. So if the competition average keyword density is like two points, what is he is like like a point and a half or something like that, that he said to go above yes. what he's doing.
1: Right. And okay. Basically it's based off the keyword. So like WordPress SEO is a good example. That one, the key average keyword density is like 9% for that term. Gotcha. Uh, so you got to look at the specific keyword, a good example of how the, you can screw that up, is what Josh just did with the blue shirts, for <laughs> something completely different than what your intent is, right? So, uh, and a lot of people miss that. They go in the search console, they see this, this this page with a whole bunch of traffic or uh, a whole bunch of search volume, and they go optimize it, and then they go to the search results and wonder why they're not ranking for blue shirts. Well, it's obviously because Google's not selling blue shirts on that page, so right. Um, I think yeah. it all starts there and then it all starts keyword by keyword and that's the benefit. Of just, you know, where Josh's point where I kind of wanted to get him going before he started off in the, the tirade was that Cora Me? <laughs> and works. those tools are designed for people who like to think for themselves mm-hmm. and get out of the, the marketplace that our, you know, internet marketing and SEO those tools are all designed for the people who want things to do things for them because they're going to rank in a, in a week. <clears throat> right. uh, these ones actually you know, apply some common sense, et cetera. And it just, a lot of people don't get that. And that's why it's harder for them to interpret the information. And it's yeah. part Cora and Ted and Kyle's fault for not completely explaining in their sales process and in the training videos, how to leverage that stuff. But it's also mostly on us for not, taking the time to actually learn what the hell that they're doing and why. (laughs) (laughs) There's
0: there's a whole lot of blame to go around for everybody.
3: (laughs) So the challenge I have with a lot of that stuff is, you know, I I, I run an SEO department for a marketing agency. So we have like 200 clients, a handful of people in my department. And so I'm always trying to find things that are scalable across the board that aren't going to take too much time for any one client and try to benefit all clients. But at the same time, you know, obviously use, you know, best practices and, and the things that work the most. So that, that's where it becomes challenging because there are certain things where I feel like, you know, they're they're time crunchers, like they're time heavy, but they're worth the time. But how do I get that so that, you know, seven or eight people can do that for 20 plus clients, you know, each month? You know, that's that's where it, this, this all gets tricky, I think, for me.
1: I'm in the same boat at Over the Top because I live and die by Cora, and some of my staff use it but at scale it's just not it's not feasible I can't I have to hire someone just to run Quora every day for all of mm-hmm. these um, so what we do is we use SEM rush their site audit is actually pretty good compared to everyone else's so we, right, we have that here yeah we push everyone and keep them at 90% okay' or over the top if you're not at 90% we're not even messing with the advanced stuff and then we go ahead and do the you know the basic stuff that everyone does the title tags the H tags all it Oh, that madness uh, and then we look at the traffic and we bounce it off of and most of our clients were running ppc too. we bounce it off the of conversions and high conversion high traffic sites is where we invest our time in quora uh, and that makes it a little bit easier to scale right okay yeah we do
3: a lot of bbc but most of our clients are auto dealers so they do a, a ton of bbc yeah. So you're yeah you're golden you got all kinds of intelligence there right okay cool no, I love you guys' stuff. I, I, I try to watch it, you know, live. I don't get to usually, uh, you know, I, I always have links. I've got seven or eight tabs open at all times to try to catch up on some of your past videos, you know. So I, I really like the fact that you guys do this stuff. I appreciate it.
0: It's our pleasure. Uh, some other ideas. Um, I, I totally hear what you guys are saying in terms of the scalability. I, I take a slightly different tact in that I'm trying to kind of give a custom approach. You might need to charge more. Um, uh, you know, but I, I, kind of, I have to admit it's a trouble. I had to just let go of a writer today cause he couldn't wrap his brain around Kyle's tool. He just couldn't do it, but I've found good people on Upwork that could figure out how to use Kyle's tool and I've got them updating pages. And those are the results you've seen that I've, I've been able to get. So I know they can use it properly. Right. And yeah, it's, it's a staffing issue. It's a time issue like anything else. Uh, uh, you're right. Cora, the problem is, and this is the issue is that everyone wants SEO to be easy. But Google keeps making it harder. And they make it harder in a bunch of different kinds of ways. In one way, it's like Quora, the philosophy of Quora and, and uh, Page Optimizer Pro is that all ranking is brute force ranking on one keyword to one page. So so part of the reason why why Clint uh, very wisely said that he'd have to hire a guy to just run Quora is because it's not like you can run Quora on the site for all the queries. You have to run Quora on each query he wants to rank for more or less, and you right. might want to rank for a thousand different queries, right? Right. And the same thing with page optimizer pro. It's one page to one query. So I tell the client, okay, what's your top five keywords you want to rank for? What are your what are your five pages based on that? He you know, after 50 emails of the client trying to figure out what I mean by that, you know, <laughs> some clients are right there, some are not. You know, yeah. I love all my clients, don't clients Sorry. get angry. But but you know, sometimes you know you have to be like, okay, because that's how it works. Like when it gets down to the nuts and bolts of it, after I do my audit. And after I do all my soft stuff and after I we tweak your technical and after we we try to improve your conversion rate optimization for your quality, now I'm just, tell me your keywords. Like, it, it comes down to a basic SEO campaign at that point. I'm like, stop talking to me. I charge a lot per hour. Just tell me what your keywords are. I'll give them to my guy. He'll do it. She'll do it, actually. She's fantastic. She'll do it we'll, 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 we'll get it updated. I'll, I will check the results. If we win, which is 95% of the time, 98% of the time. Great. If it doesn't work, we go, oops, put it back or, or we'll check it again. And, oh, well, look, we over-optimized on this or, you know, and then you, just, you move forward like that. Right. So, so yeah, but I, I like, I, but the problem is you got to do it. Um, you don't have to do it. In my opinion, you have to do it. And for me, I have to do it because I know, I know how to get those results. Like all those screenshots I share of all the lines going up they're they're not lies they're not somebody else's sites they're my sites right and they are from 2018 but in order for me to produce that uh i need to follow my process i have a pro i have a philosophy of seo based on my experience based on my experiments so i'd like to think it's a better philosophy than most because i have experimental knowledge to prove it and all my friends do experimental stuff and everyone i talk to is on the same wavelength right i'm not in like the i'm not in the other seo groups Uh, because they don't like me because i always say that's bullshit you have no you have no experience you have no experiments to prove this and they're like i like the religious approach to seo and i'm like okay well fine we'll f off because you're ripping your clients off and then for some reason they don't like me i don't know why they don't like me when i say that (laughs) but and then and not that my 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 philosophy and my theories based on experiments leads into my process and so, if I don't follow it step by step, I can't promise those results that 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 I that I humble brag about every week. So it all it all it all ties in ties in together.
1: I got you. I get it with the car guys. I had a car client too, and you're not only fighting with the marketing dude at the dealership, you're fighting with every one of the salesmen too. You're yes. in the marketing guy's ear saying, "No, it's not working." Blah blah blah. So you know, hard dealers, That's just that's a special one. I've always just went after branding for them. Uh, Buy cars in the city that they're in and yeah You you know, what's kind of strange
3: about this is I I just got into this into the car dealer market Uh, I've been here now just about a year before I was doing like various like cosmetic doctors and other markets it seems like with the car dealers especially for SEO like a lot of the standard stuff like if, if you have a cosmetic doctor you know they want to know just a couple of things. They they want to they have their couple two three top procedures like Josh was talking about. They want to you know be on page one for those specific keywords for their geo local right. I mean basic stuff. They they want their phone to ring. So you know you want to you know, you set up your little call tracking and conversion tracking and show them that you know they're getting uh, some quality leads. And as long as their calendars you know booked, you know they're cool with that. The car dealers like they almost don't even really care like what you're showing them for SEO. If they didn't sell cars that month. And I get it. Obviously, you know, we're here to help our clients make more money to do whatever it is they're doing. But like like even keyword stuff, like when, when I first got here, like the, the SEO reports didn't even like, you know, have like a a list of keywords we have them internally, but the client, most of the clients don't even ask for them. They don't even talk about them. They don't even whatever. They're just like, am I selling more cars or not? So I'm, I'm trying to get it to the point where we're showing them some of that ROI. So we can at least say, Hey, what we are doing for you SEO wise, you know, you're there, it, it should be working because look at these results. So it's definitely, uh, it's been a hard one for me to get my head wrapped around because I, I've never really run into this kind of market before where they're just like, we don't care about any of that stuff. Like like 90% of them just don't care to even look at this stuff. They just want to know I didn't sell as many cars last month. So whatever you're doing, isn't working, you know what I mean? Right.
1: It's tricky. You gotta, you gotta be able to, to, to speak their language, their language. And it's harder with used car guys and new car guys. New car guys kind of get it. Used car guys are like they're wishing they were new car guys.
3: Yeah, we pretty much stay away from the used car because exactly (laughs) that. You're absolutely
1: right. Being able to talk turn and how your stuff is helping them increase their turn. Turn levels and for those of you guys that don't know, a turn is from the time they bring that new car and the time they get rid of that car. They want that to, to do a shorter period of time, right?
3: Because the
0: longer it goes on,
3: they they get less money from the actual OEM. Yes. So yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and pay money I have to have it on the lot every month as well.
1: Yes. Right. Yep. So yeah, those honestly, I you know, I'm all for it. You guys, I'll I'll have all my used car guys to you if you want. Those guys are horrible <laughs> people to deal with. <laughs> because SEO is so far
0: removed from the the car buying process.
1: Yeah. Well, it is because it's you're, more, going it's you're like one step too far. That are looking for, and then these guys aren't even even the searchers. They're not even sure they want a car. They're gonna find a specific car, and if you're doing your site wide, wide, maybe your 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 listing will show up. But for the most part, it's all about that salesman and the marketing guys at those. Those lots don't give a shit about the quality of the salesman. They just want to get people in is going to make to, to make sales and they'll their turn for those guys is, is, is high, too. Right. Uh, and, and what happens is the salesman tells the marketing guy, the SEO guy is not giving them the right leads. Because, and, and then the marketing guy is like, well, then the SEO is not working. In fact, what it is is we're bringing in the best possible client that we can with SEO and your sales guys are are shit. You need to hire better sales guys. Uh, And typically the owners don't want to hear that because the sales guys are there with that owner and that marketing guy every day. And you're the dude that comes in once or twice a week or once or twice a month and says, here's what we did. And they're like, yeah, so what? Yeah, there could
0: be a bit of a bro culture.
1: Yeah. definitely there's definitely a bro cook you go to like just go do attempt to sell at your local auto mall and and you'll get beat up because there's usually one marketing agency doing that entire mall uh, and they've got them set into this is what SEO is and what it should be and how you do it it's it's really it's pretty
3: bad it's very clicky for sure (laughs) i definitely found that out like the hard way in a couple cases so yeah but but like I said, this stuff is, is always, you know, real helpful, and, and I, I really appreciate that you guys do this stuff because it's not nothing better than than talking to, you know, fellow SEO nerds about SEO.
0: Because, <laughs> Everyone, every nerd has to find their nerd group, and right? you found us. You found us, Butch. I should play some wedding music now. Da, 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 da. Okay, I'm, I'm going to run at 2 o'clock, so I want to make sure I answer everyone's question if possible. Deirdre Calendar asks, hey, Clint. Are your PBNs hosting, is your PBN hosting dispersed throughout the world, question mark?
1: No. My PBN hosting, I use PBN, it's PBN.hosting, I think the name of the URL, and uh, I let them worry about the hosting stuff, and I put all that stuff on there. So I'm there. Uh, as I understand the backend, it's all using cloud sites. So um, it works for me. I've never been caught, to have anything burned, so I stick with what works. I don't, a lot of people go out and buy different hosting accounts, 100 different hosting places, et cetera. I don't, I don't mess with all that madness. At that point, it's not worth it to me. Okie
0: okay, dokie. Okay. Steven asks, publishing an expert roundup soon, hoping to get lots of backlinks to it, how many, money pages, how many money pages should I point internal links to on that page to flow the juice? Is there a max number?
1: not a max number but honestly i think you kind of missed the timeline on the roundups people aren't really looking at those um as much anymore it's kind of like yeah all right you went out and i think especially in the marketing world it kind of figured that stuff out um so i would just pick you know one or two of your good top ones uh, and leave it at that if you're going to leverage that content
0: for me personally, I don't care how many links you do. Um, Clint and I have tried to do negative SEO based on links every which way, and well, we you
1: talk linking from that to the other pages on his website. Um, yeah, well, yeah.
0: I didn't really understand the question to tell you the truth, <laughs> but
1: <laughs> but uh, if if you if you're
0: talking about external links to the page, I don't care. Yeah. If you're talking about uh, internal links, sorry, my cold's coming up. If you're talking about in- internal links your your the, the majority of your uh, internal link juice has to pass to your ranking pages so if you're uh, if you're passing I'm having a huge nerd moment now because because my nose is getting full up <laughs> I'm the, the the majority of your internal yeah so you need to uh, make sure that the ranking pages on your site you want to rank are getting most of the internal link juice and you have to have index page links pointing to those pages as well
1: yeah, I would start off with a couple. If it takes off, if you get lucky, and it takes off, and you get a whole bunch of good backlinks, then inside each one of those contributors' comments, and if you have a relevant page to that, then go ahead and drop the link. It's not going to kill it. Uh, it'll just spread that juice across more of your site versus working on you know, one or two pages and boosting the ranking for that. So.
0: I noticed that somebody gave us a downvote on YouTube. I challenge you to come on the show, and we'll have a debate about why you're such a douchebag.
1: That was great, Holly. She wanted to give us.
0: Oh, okay. Well, in that case, then, then Holly can do that because Holly Holly can do whatever she wants. Uh, Frederick Wilson uh, asks, what kind of what kind of bouncing do you see when making adjustments to pages using Cora data? When do you know that you made a mistake and the bouncing isn't normal, only on page adjustments? That's a really good question, Frederick. What you need to install is a heat map software like Crazy Egg. I'm crazy about Crazy Egg. I've, I'm using it on all my client sites now. You can put up to, it's, it's pretty cheap, and you can put up to three pages per site, like the, the top three pages. I say, give it to me. You put this JavaScript in where your top three pages, I don't even tell them what I'm doing. And then I see just beautiful heat map of everywhere people are clicking. I've already got them to install my uh, JavaScript hack for Google Analytics, so I know how long they're staying there as well. And so I can I can empirically measure pages getting higher in quality because the conversion is happening better, where we want them to click is happening better, where they're looking is happening better, the time they're spending is better, whatever that means, better means less time or more, depends on, 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 on the type of site.
1: I think he's so, talking about bouncing in the search results. And in case you, you, he is, don't discount what Josh just said, but also when it used to be, you could update a page, send it to Google URL submit, and within 30 minutes, you'd see an, an improvement or a decline. Hmm. Uh, now you're looking at a week ish. So, um, which is kind of good. Cause after you go through that entire spreadsheet and optimize all that stuff, you don't want to look at that page for a week anyway. <laughs> and that's what I, you know, kind of on a week to see, to say, all right, that's what's going to do. I saw one where we did it, sent a whole bunch of links to it, nothing happened. And then it dropped out of the index and then came back at 14. And that was over a, a two month period. So, um, it just depends on what Google feels like at that point in time.
0: <laughs> all right. I got to run, so I just want to make sure all these questions are answered here. Brian Shallax asks, Kyle's optimizer takes some work for sure, but after seven weeks it makes sense, but it takes work. But once you got it down, you won't forget it. As soon as something new pops up, you know where to look. Thank you, Brian. I agree entirely. It, it's it's uh, it's a great tool. Um, uh. Brian, if you're trying to get Jordan Pierce's uh, course, email me. Yeah, you should be able to email me. My email address is gmail.com. If you have any SEO questions at all or want to get on get in contact with any of these other guys, including Jordan or, or Clint, you can contact me or you can contact Clint directly as well, of course. Um... Uh, and Jordan asked, Josh, can you please have people email you for interest in the GMB Master Academy? Sure. So, guys, if you're interested in uh, 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 the GMB Master Academy, these guys were on the show just uh, – was it last week or the week before uh, talking about their Master Academy and local stuff. Email me at joshbaczynski at gmail.com, and I'd be happy to, uh, to uh, 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 get you uh, in touch with those guys over at NFG SEO. And with that, I've got to run, folks. Uh, today we've had a bunch of awesome guests. I'd like to thank Butch and Mark for joining, Holly for joining, she had to run, and as always, our Black Hat co-host, Clint Butler. Uh, uh, we are on every Wednesday. I saw a question in the chat. We are pretty much on every Wednesday at 1 p.m., and uh, if you have any questions about SEO, email me at joshbushinsky at gmail.com, about Cora, about Page Optimizer Pro, about SEO Miss, my my 50% special, which is going on right now for SEO services, about the, the deer skull and where I found it. You know, (laughs) any other questions you have, uh, email me and I'll help you out. And as I always say, good luck in the SERPs. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye, everybody. I appreciate it.